0: Fighting out of Perry, Wales, ladies and gentlemen, the Lightning thing, Lee Selby!
1: Well, firstly, I'm feeling good, you know, we finally got the date for the third time, so hopefully it's third time lucky and we actually get to fight this time. Well, of course, it would have been nice to give back to my Welsh fans fighting in Cardiff. I'm glad to be back here in Cardiff, fighting in Wales, you know, the Welsh fans have been They've been crying out for, for big time boxing back in Wales. And I'm glad and I'm, I'm proud to be the man to, to, to bring it back. Well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but I'm on a massive show, one of the biggest shows of the year, and um, I'm just lucky to be fighting during these, these tough times. During the lockdown, they obviously stopped us traveling to the gyms. I, I could have easily left left the training alone, started eating, ballooning up and weights, but luckily I, I am disciplined. I've been disciplined for my whole career, so the, the lockdown really really hasn't affected me. I think I've had time to grow go into the weights. And, and during the lockdown, I was doing a lot of, a lot of strength work, strength and conditioning, weight weight training, and I feel like a, a fully fledged lightweight now.
2: And today, delighted to be joined by Lee Selby, George Cambosa Jr, ahead of their IBF final eliminator to go and challenge Vasily Lomachenko or Teofimo Lopez for what may be the undisputed lightweight world championship.
1: On, on social media, he's like outspoken and like quite arrogant, he comes across and saying he's gonna do this and do that. And he makes out he's like the, the next Muhammad Ali. But all you wanna do is look at his last fight. You're only as good as your last fight. And that's that. And, and in the gym, he was just quiet, stood, stood next to the ropes. He was this time to he got inspired he, and fair play, play, he looked good. And then when I got in there, it was just, just like normal spire. Well, to look at him, he looks like a very good fighter. He's, like you said, he got fast hands. He looks like he can punch. And, and he can box a bit, he brings a lot of pressure. He's young, he's hungry, and ambitious. But then when, when we did a, an e-press conference, he, he said every time he hit me, he shook me to, the, to my boots. I
3: had the boy running, you know, I mean he ran all over wildcard, running and trying to use his little jab, and every time I touched him, and you know, he was shaking in his boots, so, it was a long time ago. Now I know i got the upper hand in that sparring, and it was only four rounds, so, we got 12 rounds, and the fight I am today, you know, I mean, back then, i got the upper hand back then, so, just know what I'm
1: gonna to do to you. That in itself just gives me extra confidence, knowing that, He's willing to like make up, make up tales about <laughs> Spider. Look, I'm not being disrespectful, but I mean, like I said,
3: the man's had his time, and you just can't stop a young bull right now. I truly believe I'm going to stop the guy. I'm going to retire him in front of his hometown, and that's why I wanted to fight in Wales. So, you know, I want to give him that last fight.
1: What? Well, you don't speak to anybody like that. It is disrespect, disrespectful. But like to me, it's, it's just water off a duck's back. It don't bother. me. I don't know if he's trying to get me to like sort of like fall into a trap and try and argue back with it. That's not. That's not who I am, so I'm very thick-skinned. Hopefully I can come through this fight and I'll, I'll be, be, in, be in a massive fight, I never walked out of That isn't touching distance, and like a, a, a dream is, is almost becoming a reality for me. Well, it's, it's life-changing for myself if, if I can get through this fight. No, I'll be the first Welshman to become a, a two-weight world champion if I can. All I gotta do is win two fights. Two fights and I've cemented myself in, in, in the history books. Not only for boxing, but but Welsh, Welsh sport. Well, British sport. And like you couldn't put a price tag on that. A two-weight world champion cemented myself in the history books. You can't put a price on that tag. October 31st, Halloween. You're going to see a Lee Selby win by any means possible. Whether the stoppage comes or a 12-1 points decision. We'll see at least will be winner.
4: This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by the WBC lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney. How you doing, Devin? I'm
3: doing good. How are you doing?
4: I'm very well, thanks. Very well. Been a while since I've seen you. I think usually I bump into you in a much more glamorous surroundings in my living room. How have you been?
3: Yeah, I've been good, yeah. Normally I see you at uh, big fights and stuff like that, but now we're we're both in each other's, you know, houses, but it is what it is.
4: Hopefully it's not too long before I get to see you at those big fights. But, yes, we're on, a, we're on something of a schedule today. You've been doing the rounds, the media rounds. Talk to me about your fight with Yuri Orkis Gamboa. I bet you can't wait to get back in the ring.
3: Uh, I cannot wait. You know, it's the longest layoff of my career. It's, almost been, it's been almost a year since, you know, I've been in the ring. So I'm very excited to, to be back. I've been training hard. I'm focused. I've um, been very disciplined. And I can't wait to go in there and showcase, you know, my skills.
4: Now, obviously, we've seen Yuri Gamboa around. He's been around the block uh, a few times in his career. What are you expecting from him on fight night? Obviously, we saw him go, well, went significantly longer with Javante Davis than people were expecting. What are you expecting to see from him on fight night?
3: Um, I think he's going to be a, a tough competitor. I think that he's going to go in there. He's going to show, bring his all. He's been, you know, a lot of top guys, toughest fights. So you cannot sleep on him. You cannot, you know, underestimate him. He comes in there and he lays it all, all out on the line. Gamboa has a type of mentality that he's um, – I'm going in there to, to get the win, you know, at the end of the day. I want to look pretty. I want to, you know, go in there and be untouched. So we'll see, we'll see how uh, – how the fight goes. I'm excited for it, though.
4: If the knockout comes, I'm sure you won't say no.
3: Of course not.
4: <laughs> uh, great time to be a lightweight. Let's touch upon this past weekend, Vasil Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. I'm sure you've been asked about this hundreds of times, but talk to me about the performance. What did you make of the fight?
3: Um, I thought it was a good fight. You know, it was a good fight for boxing. You know. Um, I thought that uh, it was a very interesting fight. I didn't think that Loma would go in there and, you know, be not as busy. Um, but take nothing away from Tina Pimo. He went in there, he got the win. You know, he showed, he showed heart and he showed that, you know, he came to fight and he got the win. So much congratulations to him.
4: What did you make of Lomachenko's performance? A lot of people obviously puzzled at the fact that he gave away seemingly the vast majority of the first half of the fight. Were you surprised at his performance?
3: Yeah, um, I was very surprised. At first, I thought it was like some type of like, you know, magical game plan. You know, I'm waiting for, you know, to see what's going to happen next. Like, you know, waiting for the round race is going to explode, but it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it it didn't work, you know. And the whole world was surprised of why he chose to do that. Because when he let his hands go, he landed. But, you know, it's, things happen.
4: Obviously, since the fight's come out, everybody, myself included, has been glued to social media, seeing what you're saying, seeing what Tia Fimo's saying. Everybody's looking at that as a massive, massive fight in the future. How impressed were you with his performance, and what did you see that makes you feel that you'll be able to come out on top against Tia Fimo Lopez?
3: Um Tia Fimo went in there, he showed heart. You know, he showed that, you know, he came to fight, like I said. Um, but, you know, he did... He went in there and he... Um, how do I say this? It was what Loma didn't do, because a lot of the early rounds that he won, it was because Loma wasn't punching, he was just more busy. When When Loma started throwing, he was landing, he was winning rounds. But, like I said, I cannot take nothing away from him because he went in there and he did do that. He let his hands go. It's not his fault.
4: When can we expect to realistically see that fight between you and Teofimo? You've spoken about moving up to 140. He's spoken about moving up to 140. Is that where the fight's likely to take place? Um, I don't
3: know. You know, hopefully that the fight can happen soon. It would be crazy if it would happen at 135 for, for all the belts. You know, the, all the, the, the real belts, the real undisputed fight. You know, hopefully, you know, we can make that fight happen next.
4: Now you mentioned real undisputed fight. Obviously, a lot of talk going into the fight was about the franchise title, the WBC title. Clear something up for me, Devin. Who's the WBC champion?
3: <laughs> we know we know who the WBC champion is, and we know who the who has a franchise title. It's not it's not a it's not really a belt or anything like that. It's a, it's a it's a title. So,
4: does it annoy you that people kind of bring that up? They reference that they they. I mean, he's been calling you an email champion. Does that get under your skin at all?
3: Um. No, not really, because, you know, he's been saying this for a while now. And at the end of the day, I'm not the one that that asked for the, 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 um, I never, I never asked to, to get elevator or do do anything, do anything like that. We were all in this tournament. I worked, um, I beat everybody that was in the tournament or, you know, the guys that was in front of me and, um, I worked to be the mandatory and then. Loma, Loma asked for this franchise title. The same thing he did. He, he went and he asked for a franchise title as well. So you, know, you got you to gotta, you gotta look at, you know, these guys, top rank.
4: Just before I let you go, Devin, as I mentioned, it's a great time to be a lightweight, arguably the best division in the sport. Just grab your opinion on a couple of fights between some guys who I know that you know well. Luke Campbell versus Ryan Garcia. Now, every time I see you in America, you always have something for me to go and tell Luke Campbell back home. How, how do you feel that that fight's going to play out between Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell? Um, I think
3: that is going to be a good fight. It's a good fight for boxing. It's an interesting fight. I think that it will be um, a easier fight for Ryan. And a lot of people think, a lot of people are underestimating Ryan. You know, thinking that you know he hasn't really been tested or whatever. But I think that you know he'll go in there and he'll 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 uh, he'll make it fairly easy.
4: What makes you say that? As you say, a lot of people are picking it as a 50-50 fight or a very difficult fight for Ryan Garcia. What makes you think it'll be easier than that?
3: Uh, just because I've been in I've been in the ring with him, you know, several times. You know, I've seen, I've seen him, you know, since we were kids. And I just think that his style, he's too explosive. He's, he has too much skills.
4: Okay. And just before I let you go, somebody else that you know very well, Javante Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, 130 and 135 pound title. Not really sure what's going on there, but let's push that to one side. What do you make of that fight? How do you see Tank getting on against Santa Cruz?
3: I think it's a good fight as well. Um, <clears throat> I think Leo is a much smaller guy, but, you know, I, I have uh, props to him for, you know, stepping up and, you know, wanting to, to, to fight Tank and, you know, uh, wanting to make a big fight happen. I just think that Tank will be too much for him. I just think he's too, too big, too strong for, for Leo.
4: Okay, well, Devin, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. As I said, we are on a slightly, a slightly limited time frame. Hopefully, I can catch up with you sometime. Where I'm not sat in my living room, sometime in the near future. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. I'll catch up with you soon.
3: For sure. Thank you. <laughs>
4: This is Rob Temple for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Kez Ashvak. How are you, Kez? Not bad at all, how are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Not bad. Um, let's get straight down to it. Last time I spoke to you, you were an unbeaten prospect. You're now not unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your fight with Mark
5: Leach. Yeah, it was a, an awkward contest. Um, a fight where I do believe I was the better fighter. But he did what he had to do on the night, and uh, he can't take nothing nothing away from the kids. You know, he, he, he came. He, uh, to be honest, I didn't agree with some of the knockdowns, but they happened, and they won him in the fight, really. There's not much, much, much else to say.
4: You mentioned you felt that you were the better the fighter on the night. Obviously, you, you go back quite a long way with Mark Leach. You, you shared <laughs> numerous rounds together. You know each other, very familiar from the amateurs. In hindsight, do you think you placed a little bit too much on those sparring sessions?
5: No, because to I'm honest with you, I'm sure if you ever do speak to a military, the same thing, that compared to the spars, I probably, I probably boxed totally different because the spars were always kind of touch, you know, uh, technical stuff. and they, weren't, they were never really nothing too heavy. Um, and if anything, I was the one that was a bit more aggressive in, in, in the fight. And uh, yeah, so I don't think, I don't think even if, you, even if you asked him, I don't think the spars would have made much of a difference really in terms of how we went into the fights.
4: How would you assess your own performance? Obviously, it's the first fight that you've had in a while, uh, everybody's been at the mercy of Covid. You feel the ring, rust when you're in there,
5: definitely. Um, you've seen box before, it wasn't me in there on, on, on that night. Um, I've, I've Performance, I won't, I won't even give it a five in in, in my own uh, opinion. Maybe I'm critical of myself, but yeah, I won't even give it give give it that. But like I say, you know, I I want the rematch. That's something that I do want to put out there. I want the rematch because that just wasn't mean there. There was, it was, it was I, I, I don't like making excuses, so I will put my hands up. And say, listen, he won the fight, and uh, congratulations to him. He he did did what he has to on the on the night, but. It was clear to see, even in the fight, I was a better fighter. work better work. Knockdowns were, first one, okay, fair enough. But the second knockdown, shouldn't have been a knockdown. And that's what, in my opinion, lost me that fight. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those now. I've got to regroup, move on, and I'm hoping I can get the, the rematch sooner rather than later so I can, uh, you know, right this wrong.
4: That's the first fight that you've had underneath the, uh, the guidance of Angel Fernandez. We saw him in the work in the corner with you, we were sort of privy to little bits of what he was saying, but not, not all of it, obviously. What
5: advice was he giving you during the fight and what was his reaction after the fight? Um, to be honest, even, even when I watched the fight back personally, I, there wasn't much in it at all. Like, and that's why I say the knockdown, especially the second one that I, I totally disagree with, shouldn't have been a knockdown. And that's what lost me the fight. But um, he was kind of in the same sort of mindset, really, because we thought, you know, we did, did the better rounds, uh, better work through the rounds. Um, and he was hes a very technical sort of coach, and he was very technical on the night as well, and that was the, the most important thing for him was, don't drop my lead end, because uh, that's what got me in trouble in, th- in the third round. I think it was third or fourth. Um, and then the seventh round, yeah dropped my lead hand, got caught. But again, he, he was in the, the same mindset. I mean, that was never a knockdown. It was a push, if anything.
4: How did you feel the day after the fight? Obviously, you, as I mentioned, sort of tongue-in-cheek at the start of the interview, it's the first loss that you've had as a professional. It's been a long time since you've had a loss, even going back to the amateurs. Um, how did you feel the next day?
5: Good, <laughs> Absolutely heartbroken. Um, to be honest, I'm still in the same mindset now. Um, you know, it's, it's a weird one because whenever I wake up, it's like it's a dream. I'm thinking, ah, "That never happened." That 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 performance, no, the way it went down. You know what I mean? But what gets me through personally is my religion, um, being a Muslim, and what we believe, and we always have we always have belief in is the fact that whatever happens happens for a reason and the way we kind of put it is if something's meant to reach you it'll reach you even if it's underneath a mountain and if it's not meant to reach you it won't reach you even if it's there underneath your own lips and that's the way we kind of well as, as a Muslim myself especially I kind of get through hard times and you know the whole um, heartbreak of last week, Saturday. Um, and that's, and, and that's what's, what is getting me through now that belief that, you know, everything happens for a reason and God is the best of planners and He's got something better planned for me. And this is just a, a little hiccup on the road.
4: That was something that I was going to come on and talk to you about your faith, um, something that we've discussed previously. Uh, I remember at the start of lockdown watching a video that you did with Amir Khan around ramadan yeah. and, and, and the month and i know how close that you and amir are who also had his setbacks at the at the early stage of his career have you heard mm-hmm. from amir since the fight and if
5: so what did he say to you he's been away so i've not heard from him properly i think he's got back today um, he's, he's been away in, in, in the states but um he sent me a message before the fight obviously you know as, as he does good luck all that sort of stuff but i'm yet to catch up with him uh with, obviously, after after the fight. And like I said, after, I believe he, he only got home yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised because they're calling next, in next couple of days.
4: What's it like, I mean, somebody, you haven't spoke to him since because of, you know, various different reasons. But having somebody like Amir, who you are close with, who you do look to for guidance and seeing the way that he's turned his career around, given the nature of his early loss in his career, how yeah. much motivation does that give you? Great motivation because it just,
5: it's, see, with Amir, with him being with the same, from the same background as me anyway, uh, the British-Pakistani background, um, and him just being an hour up the road, down the road, it's always been someone that I've always compared myself. Maybe I shouldn't compare myself, but I've compared myself to him in many ways. For example, when I was an amateur, I used to tell myself, listen, if he can get to the Olympics, why can't I? And that kind of drove me on and drove me on. And it's the same now, really, where I'm thinking to myself, He's been through adversity. He's had his, had his setbacks. He got through them and I'm going to do the same. That's something that's, that was obviously something that's always mentioned as well. For example, someone who's seen the fight or someone who's commented on the fight might say to me or might send me a message saying, listen, don't worry about it. Look what happened with the and so, it's, so I always get that comparison anyway because of our backgrounds. But yeah, it's, it's, it does help in many ways because it kind of, calms me down because obviously as you can imagine I'm, I, I can be very panicky sometimes in terms of my career uh, and like for example with this loss it made me panic straight away I was thinking, what am i going to do now and you know you, all thoughts going through your head but an- another thing that that really does help a huge amount is a great management team and i'm blessed to be with you for the right now and they help calm me down and they help me understand that, listen, don't worry about it. This is just a little hiccup, the smallest of hiccups. And it's something that a lot of fighters have gone through in, in, in the past anyway. And uh, they believe and I believe that I'm more than capable of getting past this and um, getting to the top. So, and, and, and that's the, so, so my aim, my goal.
4: So what's next, Kez? Obviously, you mentioned the fact that you want the rematch with Mark Leach. That's not going to happen this side of the new year. Um, what's the plan between now and and twenty twenty
5: one? Um, like I say, I if if I do get a I'll fight as soon as um, I'm in fact, I'm always in the gym anyway. I'm literally I've, I've had this week off. I'm 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 back training next week, so I'm always in the gym either way, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going out there hopefully getting the rematch as soon as possible and getting, and you know, um, right in that wrong, but also proving to people that, you know, even with setbacks, they aren't the end of the world. Cause you know what It was I can't someone said to me the other day, I can't remember if it was my, a friend of mine said, said to me the other day, said to me, listen, let me ask you a question. He goes, when you look at people and you look at the best role models, what do you see? And I went, what do you mean? And he goes, the best of role models aren't the ones that don't go through adversity, have it, have it great. And, you know, slide through whatever they're doing with ease. It's the ones that go through adversity and prove how strong they are and still make it to the top. And that kind of hit quite, quite a, quite hard and that's stuck in my mind
4: (laughs) what do you have to do different in a rematch Kez I appreciate it's very soon after the fight but what do you feel that you need to do
5: differently next time around I I believe I was just in the the first first fight I believe I was just a bit too eager to impress really Uh, just calm down literally that would make make the, the, the biggest difference calm down I'm the best boxer. I proved that on the night, even though I was very erratic and, I, you know, prove. Was, maybe there was, a lot, there was a lot of pressure that made me feel like I had to prove something when I just needed to be myself. And that's all I need to do, be myself and I'll go out there and I'll get that win, God willing. Okay, Kez, well, I
4: do appreciate your time today, um, especially so soon after what must have been a, a difficult night to take, but I think that you've um, you certainly, in this very short Zoom call, have shown all of the things that you want to look for from an unbeaten prospect, or formerly unbeaten Thank prospect, forward. Much. and I know that you will go back to the gym and work very, very hard. Uh, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social, as always, Kez Ashford. And I look forward thanks to speaking for that, to you soon. Definitely. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: Danny Flexon here for Seconds Out with Lou DiBella for the latest edition of DiBella's Digest. And Lou, you picked the uh, right winner. I think I'm going to ask you for the lottery numbers next because you uh, were one of, the, one of the few to pick Teofimo Lopez to defeat Vasily Lomachenko, but he did it, and he did it in great style.
0: Yeah, I, I, I saw that coming. Um, look, I, I, I have not thought that Loma was the pound-for-pound pound guy at 135. Like, I don't think at 35, he's his best. I, I think at 26 and 30, the footwork and the combination of all his assets made him by far the, you know, the guy to beat. But at 35, there are some big, strong guys. I mean, Linares, when he gave him a tough fight, and, and granted, you know, Tiafima, um Loma did stop Linares after being on the canvas. I, I think Linares is sort of a bit over the hill right now, even. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that Lomachenko should, if he's really intending on going back down to 35, you know, I I don't really want to see a rematch, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't think, I thought it was a very one-sided fight and, and I have to be honest too. I, I, I'm not buying into second half of the fight was great. Nothing was great about the fight. He lost seven rounds in a row. Um, and the fight was over after the seventh on my card. So, and, and I gave one round after the seventh as even, and I clearly gave to you the 12th and my card was eight, three, one five point card. You know, I think I, I said this on social media and a lot of people went nuts, but, but fuck them because you're missing the point. I, I, I don't think Julie Letterman's card was as bad as the cards that had that fight a draw. Cause there was nothing about that fight was a draw. There was a one sided fight. And yeah, Loma won a few rounds, but it was a one-sided fight. The outcome was never in doubt. And frankly, it was the kind of fight that I would just assume see a Tiafimo move up and Loma move down and they don't fight each other because we saw the fight already. Oh, and, I, and honestly, my gut tells me if they fought again, Tiafimo is going to be even stronger and more comfortable and more you know, in control. And I, I tend to think that he might stop him in a rematch. What impressed you the most about TFMO's performance? There's obviously a lot—the to- patience, the patience, the game plan. Give the old man credit. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk about their their you know turbulent relationship and you know the depre- the depression the kid has about the state of his relationship with his dad. I said this all along. His dad loves him, and something's working in that corner because that was a perfectly executed patient, you know, victory. I mean, it it was, I I was so impressed by the ring generalship, the control of the ring. He, for seven rounds, he outboxed the boxer, you know, and frankly he outboxed the boxer throughout the whole fight. The outcome of that fight was never in doubt. So I was more, I was most um, impressed by his, his patience, his ring acumen um, and the game plan and how he executed it. You know, obviously, at least with respect to winning this fight, his dad and him worked together beautifully. And he's now, as you alluded to,
2: moving up apparently to 140, targeting the winner of the eventual uh, undisputed clash between Josh Taylor Jose Ramirez. How much of a chance do you give him against either of those two guys?
0: I give him a chance against both. He's only going to get better. I, I think he'd be foolish to run to that fight, and I don't think that fight's... I mean, that's a fight that certainly needs to marinate and there's a lot of talent at 140. You know, there's a lot of talent at 140. Let him go up and fight a Barboza, a bigger guy or, or somebody. I mean, there's a lot of guys at 140 that he can fight. Um, you know, a Zepeda. You know, let him fight that kind of guy to get to the Josh Taylor or Ramirez because he is moving up to a bigger weight class. Um, and there's a lot. It's a, It happens to be a more stacked weight class. There's more talent at the top of 140 at the moment than there is at the top of 135. So I'm very much looking forward to the Halloween clash between uh, Selby and Cambosis.
5: Yes,
2: I can imagine. Um, Just one more note on Lopez. He's obviously only 23, incredibly charismatic, nice backstory, talks very well. Is he a superstar yet? And if not, what does he need to do to get there now?
0: Keep doing what he's doing. He'll get there. You know, he's still, you know, I, I think he just got seen by nearly 3 million people winning a big fight. Um, so his exposure is already greater than all of those guys that have only been fighting on the zone, or, um, you know, PBC's fighters have been exposed because they're on free TV over, TV over year, but he just had his big victory on a very big stage. So I think he, all he has to do is keep doing it. Is he a superstar yet? Not yet, but... But he's a star and he's our youngest star and he might be one of the real, you know, future hopes for boxing, particularly in the United States in terms of being a transcendent kind of athlete. Um, He's a baby, man. He's in his early 20s and and he's only going to get better. And he does have a lot. He has the X factor. He has all those X factors. He's got charisma out the yin yang. He's exciting. He's got great offense. He can knock people out. He can stop people. He's got a bit of a mean streak in the ring. He's a vulnerable, good-hearted, decent guy outside of the ring, um, but not a guy with you know, with a guy that has the same kind of issues with family, and happiness, and and relationships that we all do. He's very relatable, unlike Loma, who I've never found relatable. Um, and by the way, I have tremendous respect for Loma. You know, still think he's a great a great talent. Um, you know, but he's more of a he's more of a laid back guy. His confidence is quiet and 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 people mistake, I think, um, his his persona for arrogance. I don't know that it's so much arrogance as it is. He's just one of those guys that's not particularly comfortable opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, that doesn't make for superstars. You know, his you know, you got to stop I mean Loma right now is not even on my top 10 pound for pound list. Um, because yeah, now you have to look at his record and say, "Okay, he lost to Salito and he lost to, you know, to Tiafima." Um, look, I mean, that was only his, that was one of his first pro fights, and I, I think he was, you know, after being an amateur for that long, he wasn't used to that level of pressure. So I, I you know, I gave him a pass on that one. But I guess what bothered me about the—if if anything bothered me—actually, there's two things bothering me about the fight the other night. One is he got surgery. I mean, obviously, a real injury. But if you're injured and you're going to talk about it later, then maybe don't fight. Like, if you think it's going to affect your performance, don't fight. You know, I think in these biggest stage kind of fights, because for seven rounds, it looked like he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not giving a guy a round when he throws seven punches or 10 punches. And that's really what his activity rate was for seven rounds. Um and then I thought he did pick it up, and he, 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 he made the second half of the fight. The second half of the – the last five rounds of the fight were a fight. Yeah. The first seven rounds of the fight were one guy trying to fight and the other guy not really fighting, not really committing, and not being very active. Now, did that have anything to do with the shoulder? I don't know. But, um, but the better man won, and I would expect if they ever fought again, which I really am not looking forward to, it's not a rematch I particularly want to see, um, but I would I would pick the same winner.
2: And you are looking forward, of course, to Selby Cambosos, as you said earlier. Um,
0: yeah, very much. I think that um, I, I think it's an interesting card. A little bit. I, I don't give Chisora much of a chance. Uh, I expect Usyk to to beat um, Derek rather easily. I, I I could be wrong, but I just don't think Derek has that kind of punching power and size that it's going to take to derail Usyk. I mean, I think there are big boys that Usyk's going to have a real hard time competing with, but I, I, I expect them to beat Chisora. Um, but I think, I think that the, the Selby Cambosis fight is going to establish somebody that's going to fight for a title because I think in all likelihood, those 35 pound belts are going to be up for grabs. And and, and this, the winner of that fight's a mandatory. So it's going to create a title opportunity for the winner. Um, Selby smaller, way more experienced. Um, Undoubtedly a warrior has some great wins on his record, had a great career. Um, You know, George is the younger and much hungrier guy um, and bigger guy and bigger guy. So uh, I'm a little worried about the judging. I hope that no one's looking at their cell phone or their scorecard. (laughs) And by the way, I might've given more of a pass to Terry if he uh, was looking at his cell phone because he clearly wasn't looking at the fight very well Uh because with all due respect, Lewis Ritson did not win that fight. I mean, I don't, I, I really don't know how. See, this. these are the problems I'm having with boxing that are are, are transcend, you know, really are, are, are transcending and, and, and surpassing my fan status. Like, I love this sport. I'm a fan. I, I built a career in it. I'm in the Hall of Fame. But when you watch a fight and you have a clear understanding of who won, I was taken aback by what it looked like the video of him looking at his cell phone. Okay, But the scoring, whether or not he was looking at his phone or a scorecard or whatever, looked like agenda scoring because Ritson did not win. And anyone who watched that fight and thought Ritson won doesn't know a flying fuck about boxing. No offense. But they don't because it was very self-evident who won that fight. And there's too many of that stuff, those things going on. And I think Julie had a real bad scorecard and I don't blame Lomachenko or the manager or some other people for criticizing it, but it was off by a couple of rounds in a fight that was pretty one-sided in my view. And she had the right winner and, you know, no offense to Ward, who I don't think has an agenda. I think he's one of the most honorable guys I've ever known. I think if Andre gives you his opinion, it's because that's how he's seeing it. But I thought his card was way off. Like I thought, no way, shape, or form was was that a very close fight, and in no way, shape, or form could that have been scored a draw. And you know, I, I don't know if you watched the ESPN announcers when you watched the fight, but I guess you probably did. I guess it was the same crew that you were watching. Uh, they started the narrative. They started the narrative much earlier that um, it was a razor close fight. That a lot of these rounds were close. That you could be scoring it for Lomachenko. No, no, you couldn't have scored. The first seven rounds were 7-0, and, and, and maybe, you know, reasonable people could be off around, but, I mean, it was, the, it was the first seven rounds were completely dominant. And the outcome of that fight wasn't in doubt because, because of those first seven rounds and the 12th round, which couldn't have been more one-sided other than a knockdown. So, you know, I, I, I think that, the, you know, the Ritson scorecard got me a little bit worried about, you know, whether Cambosis is going to get a fair shake. We haven't been able to get, you know, the, the referees and the judges are not going to be um, impartial, uh, you know, because we couldn't get anybody from Australia uh, or, or Greece. Um, the kid's not an American. He's, a, he's an Australian. Um, we don't have an Australian judge. There's going to be a British judge. There's going to be a British referee. And the other two judges are going to be European. Um, so it's going to be an all you judging panel, EU judging panel and, and ref. I really, really, really hope the kid gets a fair shake. Like, I don't want to be doing this freaking out, uh, you know, four days after Cambosis gets ripped off. You know, if Selby wins the fight, God bless him. You know, I mean, if it's, uh, if he just bests George and the cards are fair, that's fine. But the cards have been really stinky, you know, during this pandemic. And um, I don't think the car, I, I actually thought the cards the other night were okay. You know, Julie's was off by a few rounds. I thought the other two cards were spot on and nobody had the wrong winner. Um, you know, all, all three of the, the judges on the panel had the right winner. That wasn't the case in the Ritson-Vasquez fight.
2: Isn't it kind of fortuitous in a way, though, not for Vasquez, obviously, but that this controversy is broken a couple of weeks before Selby against Cambosos in that there's now a lot of scrutiny on the UK judging?
0: I think that that's right. And I said that to the kid the other day, you know, I think, look, he's reasonable. He understands COVID and travel restrictions. He's not threatening to pull out of the fight. He knows that we had agreed, you know, on a neutral judging panel, but that may not be possible the way it's looking right now. Um, but I think the fact that the scrutiny is now being placed on the judging, um, I think that's helpful.
2: And Lou, I didn't ask you this at the start, it's probably the second time over these 30 weeks that I've been remiss of not asking, but how has your week been?
0: You know, it's, uh, you know, it's okay. I I was actually very happy that 2.8 million people Hmm. watched that that fight. It, 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 you know, this is what I do for a living. And when we put together an event that's good, it's nice to know we still are able to get that many eyeballs but I'm very frustrated with the state of boxing right now. The, um, It's still, I mean, for every great fight that's being made, and there are a few, there's a lot of shit being put together. I mean, I um, there are fights that not only, there, are, and I'm not going to go through them because I don't want to piss people off, but there are fights that are so bad that are going to be going on to major platforms that I would rather watch anything else or do anything else than watch the fight. And we can't have that level of inconsistency in our sport and expect this business and sport to continue to thrive. There's no excuse for not putting the best product out there all the time. And, you know, like even right now being told, like if Travonta Davis is able to do a lot of buys, then he must be a star because it's in my mind, I don't see that as a competitive fight. So like, it's not a, now that being said, as much as I probably will miss that fight, I wouldn't miss even if I have to pay, I'm not going to miss Errol Spence and Danny Garcia sure. because I think that that's an incredibly intriguing matchup between two of the very best guys at their division with one of them coming off a life-altering kind of accident. Sure. you know. Um, and this is his first fight back. I mean, that's high drama. But to me, Javante Davis is just a way bigger, stronger guy. And as much as I love Leo Santa Cruz, he wasn't the most powerful, strongest, physically strongest guy at the lower weight. Now he's going to move up and he's moving up to fight a guy that the night of the fight is going to outweigh him incredibly because Davis has problems making weight. And he really honestly is not a natural 30 pounder. He's going to be a, he's a stocky kid, even though he's short and he's going to wind up at 35 and 40. And, and he's probably going to outweigh Leo significantly in the ring. And, 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 you know, I know what's going to happen. I feel like I know what's going to happen. So it's sort of that fight's not one I'm looking forward to. And I'm certainly not looking forward to a lot of the really, really imbalanced matchups that I've seen on paper in the last couple of weeks as announced. I mean, I'm sorry, fights that are just no hoper kind of fights shouldn't be advertised as as quality programming. And and frankly, if if that's the level of fight that only level of fight that can be made, I'd rather see something else.
2: Agreed. Not not the most positive ending, but I can't help but agree with you. Um, thank you (laughs) no problem Um,
0: and always a pleasure my friend I'll talk to you next week
2: brilliant take care Lou I'll speak to you soon
0: take care
6: This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, I've got a special one. He goes in against pound-for-pound pound King Terence Crawford, November 14th. Not long to go now, Kel, you're here in London. Uh, how are things?
7: Before we start, is that deck KO going to be at the beginning of this? Coogan Cassius, he ain't got time for me anymore. Why are he doing these deck KO things? What's he doing? Eh?
6: I can confirm that deck KO ad will be at the start of this video. What's he like, this guy? What's he like? Cool again. Kel, uh, almost three weeks out now, you're going, as I said, against pound-for-pound pound king. Why do you believe you have what it takes right now to beat Terence?
7: Why not? I'm an elite fighter. Look at, look at, look at Lopez at the weekend. You know, everyone writ him off. He, uh, he upset the odds and, uh, and beat the pound-for-pound pound number one in, Lo, in, in, in Loma. So, you know, I'm going to do the same. You know, everyone ripped me off against Porto. Porto. I went out there and become world champion. And uh, I'm, I'm older. I've got more experience, and it's in my heart now to go out and win. In some shape right now as well. In, some, in fantastic shape, you know, in fantastic shape. Been in shape for a long, long time.
6: When are you gonna fly out to to the states? I'm
7: gonna get my visa, and then, and then the the first plane, I'll be gone.
6: Kel, uh, I spoke to Dominic Ingle, of course, he won't be training you for this fight. Um, We know that you're out in Future Ventura and uh, that was the reason for you, like, if you aren't working with him. There hasn't been a split um, or a fallout, anything like that. Can you just confirm that, Kel?
7: Yeah, there's not been a split, you know. um, Basically, I needed to get out to Fort Ventura for the warm, warm weather. You know, the, the fantastic gym, what Adam Bailey's got out there. I needed to be out there, basically. And uh, I, need to be, I needed to be away from my three daughters, you know, because, you know, I needed to make them sacrifices to get out there, to get tunnelled in onto the biggest fight of my life, basically. And uh, he's got Willie Hutchinson, he's got Liam Williams, who he were com- um committed to training, and he were worried about getting stuck out there with the COVID. You know, th- this COVID has upset a lot of things, you know, so, you know, he, he couldn't he couldn't commit, you know, to this fight, so it was basically... Uh, that's that's what we had to do. I had to go out there and, 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 and be selfish and, and do my thing. You know, it's it's me and there at the end of the day and he was committed to, to his other fighters. So, you know, we we've, we've not, you know, we still speak we still speak, we still text every day, we're still in contact with each other, you know, so there's no there's no bad blood at all. So the
6: burning question is who is training you now, Kel?
7: Carlos Femento, you know, this is this is the trainer who's gonna be training me. Fantastic trainer. Been doing a lot of work with him flew him out to, he's in the uh, Grand Canary, I flew him to, to Fort Ventura retreat, you know, doing boxing with him every day. And he's possessed on, on, on like myself of beating, you know, Crawford. He's been studying him, writing things down, you know, Army's number one priority is completely and utterly obsessed focused on on the game plan of beating Crawford. So me and him are on the same page.
6: I mentioned your shape. It looks like it's been easier for you to make 147 this time. Why is that so late in your career? Of course, we know that the problems you had against Errol Spence uh, during that fight week, etc., to make weight. Why has it been easier this time, Kel?
7: I just think that because I think with the lockdown, I think all I've been all I've been able to do, all I've wanted to do, you know, is to train, and my, my weights not been blown up like it used to do in my younger years. You know, this will probably be the years I've made welterweight. You know you've seen the shape of me i'm i'm very light i'm i'm being very consistent with the weight waking waking up at a light weight so you know i'm not i'm not worried i'm not worried about making one four seven and uh, a big factor in this obviously before in the in the early years with the i b f do a ten pound uh hydration clothes but with the WBO, I weigh in at one four seven and there's no ch- there's no check weight in the morning so You know the weight can be whatever it wants to be in the morning so that that's another thing what's off my mind um perfect does it feel like
6: kelbrook against the world at the moment because there are doubters you're going in against one of the best fighters in the world in terence crawford so obviously there's going to be people doubting you but the fact that you split up with dom you're not working with him for this fight um we haven't seen you in the ring since february does it feel like
7: Kel against the world at the moment Listen, no, no, all, you know, at the end of the day, listen, I'm self-motivated, you know, and, um, and that's the main thing, you know, every, you know, people what are around me, you know, because of this COVID, nobody's seen too much of me because of, cause of, cause of the situation, but believe you me, I've been putting myself through it, I'm self-motivated, and them haters, i my motivators. I see that people writing me off, and, and that, that's going to bring the very best out of me, because I know what I can do. You know, and I'm giving the best myself the best opportunity in training and everything else to 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 to, to go into this fight more than 100%. You know, and that, and that's what I've done because when I leave this sport, I don't wanna I don't wanna be thinking to myself as the years go on. You know, I could have done this, I could have done that, right? I've made sure in this training camp, I've been training for four months hard, and I've done absolutely everything what's asked of me. You know, I've 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 stuck to the diet. 1000% done everything, you know. So I know that I c- win, lose, or draw. I know I can sleep well at night knowing that I've given it absolutely my all.
6: Cal, we know that Sky Sports uh, won't be airing this fight. That is confirmed. Eddie Hearn uh, has had a lot to say about this fight, saying that the money is not there really to make this fight, etc. Have you got a response to Eddie's comments? Because we haven't heard from you for a long time. Eddie's done a lot of interviews about this fight with, with yourself you just, and
7: Terence? Edda tell you, Edda has always been there involved in, you know, involved with his fight, you know, for, for six, seven weeks, you know, from, from today, he's always been involved. He's always wanted, you know, he knew the date, 14th of November, he knew, we always kept him in the loop. All he had to do, all he had to do, was get on the phone, and phone Uncle Bob, but he was more interested in, in earning two Bob. You know that's that's that that's that's where it is. All they had to do was get you know, sign this sign a contract for for brooke but we were more interested in signing books. You know that's what that's what that's what that's what's happened with with Eddie and there. You know, listen, I've been, I've got him out of jail with a Golovkin fight. You know, with a pay-per-view slot right there. I saved the day again. I've always been a Sky Sports fighter, i've been in with Porter with Spence, Golovkin, I've made some amazing nights with Sky Sports. The fans, I want to give back for, for you know, Sky, people want are subscribe to Sky Sports, I want, I want them, my fans to see, to see, to see me fight the pound for pound King in Crawford and see me take that title back. You know, but, but like I've just mentioned about Eddie, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not come off the way that I wanted it to come off and be with Sky Sports. So I'm absolutely gutted, but I know one thing, that the, the British fans will see this fight and it'll be on a platform they will be able to see it, and I'll release that maybe Monday. That that'll come them come across. But I'm gutted that Sky Sports it went on there. But he's having these he's having these um, these pay per view fights, but are not even you know are not even no titles on the line. Don't get me wrong, you know Chizora, Usyk, White, Pavotkin, you know a great fights, but Brooke Crawford, come on man. The fans, they, 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 entitled, they were more than entitled to have that have that fight there for the fans, but like I've just said, that, that's what it is.
6: I know you've been focusing on Terence and training, etc, being in camp, but what is your knowledge of the offers that Eddie and Sky sent for that fight? Do you have any understanding of what was said from Eddie to top rank?
7: You know, listen, I, I, all I worry about is, is, is punches coming my way and, and ducking and diving. You know, and and training. You know, I don't want to get my head involved in the business side of things. I leave that to my dad, you know, who's looked after my career all the way along. You know, but he's been in dialogue with it. And like I said, you know, it it, it, it hasn't come off for one reason or other. I've just explained the the reason, you know, what what I've come across with. But the fact is it's going to be on TV. You know, I would have loved it to be on Sky, but there you go.
6: You, Eddie's one of his first fighters, uh, one of the main Sky Fighters um, for years. It, it must upset you, though. Does it Does it get to you, or is that
7: not really bothering you, Cal? You know, I've worked hard. This is business, you know. I thought that I meant more to Eddie, you know. there were me, me, Carl Froch, and uh, Darren Barker, I believe, from the beginning, always on the phone. I've not heard nothing from Eddie from the DeLuca fight, not once. You know what? He texted me the other day. He texted me something. I've not even replied back to him, you know, because why should I? you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, why, why, why is me and him were boys from the start and then, you know, he's, just, he's, he's going off like this when, I'm, when I've got the fight in my life now. And he's always been involved, always been involved. I wanted Eddie to be involved in this fight, always. We've always had dialogue with him, my dad's had dialogue with him. So, there you go, he's for like I said, he may he might, he have got, for one reason or another, I don't know why, I, I, I don't know why Brooke Crawford can't be on Sky, but there you go.
6: Well, he's saying it's going to be three, four
7: a.m. It's late in the
6: night. He said that. He even said that he's not not sure if your optimum performance can come out one four seven. He said this, and he also said the money isn't there for the fight. To be honest, in the UK,
7: yeah, he's got a way with his words, Eddie. You know, if it's not if he's not earning two bob from it, he's, he's, he's not going to be interested, is it? You know, but there were there were there were some there were two bob in there for him. You know, at the end of the day, but. Um, Everyone's going on about me cashing out with this, on a, like, the paid, like it's a big payday. Why would I go for a payday with this COVID? You know, Editions, like we're hearing that people are getting off pay cuts. So I don't know why people are saying this, why I'd go for it. This. This, I'm going for this fight because I know that I'm the, the boy. I know well too, I'm going to be the two-time world champion. Like I said to you, I'm putting myself through it the, in the mill. Because when I leave this sport, I, I want to know that how good I really am. And I know that I've put absolutely everything I have into this, to this not, not, not two, three-month training camp, four, five months I've been grafting. I've, I've, I've had a feeling this fight's been coming across, so I'm ready. I am ready.
6: Let's address this um, cash-out situation that everyone's talking about. Of course, you would wait for a live gate to come back next year. You could sit around uh, doing what you wanted and, and wait for fans to come back and earn even more money if, if you did want to cash out.
7: Correct. Absolutely. Of course you would. You know, I'd sit there, I'd keep ticking away in the gym, wait till things sorted itself out with COVID, and get a lot more money for this fight. But this, this fight's presented itself, and I know with, with with the form I'm in and the the frame of mind I'm in, that this is the time. This is the time to become champion of the world against the pound for pound number one, arguably number one. You know, so I become number one when I take the crown away from Crawford, November fourteenth. Sure,
6: you'd have seen Carl Froch's comments yesterday, where he said, "Again, you are cashing out. Are you surprised that Carl's come out and said that? Because I know you've always got along with him.
7: I've always got along with him, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that that nose job's made his senses go or whatever. I don't know if he's coming out with that kind of kind of chat. You know, I've got him down as a warrior. What I can't come here and start slagging." paulfranc' his, his res- resume speaks for itself, but he 's obviously reading into it thinking i 've got a, got rid of Dominic and i 've just explained the issue with that is it, you know he 's looking into it you know he's not he 's not uh, reached out to me and found a, 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 and asked why or whatever he 's just going on what he thinks which is completely wrong, but everyone 's got their own opinion so you're going to see me and you're going to see me in there you t- you take you take what you think from there i'm not going to go in there and if uh, and start saying i'm going to get looking for a way out of being it low and looking for a way out you know i'm going in there 1000% confident and you're going to see one hell of a fight november 14th well,
6: i think you just made a, a reference to Crawford Conn of course we were both there at minister square garden uh, when they boxed when you were watching terence live at MSG did you have in the back of the mind, I want this fight one day and the thing, there are things there I can expose, even though you are pound
7: for pound top three at the time? Listen, when you're a champion, speaking to other champions, speaking to like Billy Joe, these other fighters, you know, they've got the mentality like myself is, whoever that guy is in front of you, whether if he's pound for pound number one, you think you're better, you know that you're better, you know. So when I'm looking at him against Khan course I'm looking and I I believe this fight's going to come after I'm I'm looking at him and don't get me wrong you know he's he's got everything he's a switcher he's got good power he's got he's got everything you know that's why he's up there but I believe me on my day that's why I put myself through it I know the people around me knows what I can do and they know and I know look at look like I've just said to you look at this young 23 four-year-old Timo Lopez just, just beat Lamashenko, you know, everybody in, in, in world boxing, yeah, everybody knew that this guy is a serious guy. You know, is it, it, um, poetry in motion, and, and, and little 23-4-year-old beat, beat this, this guy. So let me just tell you, anything can happen in boxing. When you've got that self-belief, when you put yourself through it, you've took, you took yourself away from your, your family and made these sacrifices, that's a dangerous man. I'm a happy fight. I've got good people around me who I want around me, so I'm a very dangerous man and I'm coming hard. Believe you me, I'm coming hard November 14th, baby. You just uh, referred to Loma Lopez there. We know that nearly peaked at three
6: million views uh, on ESPN across the States. We know that was off pay-per-view. Your fight against Terence Crawford is off pay-per-view as well. Of course, the last time you boxed there, um, won a world title against Sean Porter. Bob Arum told me he expects this to do huge numbers as well. So are you happy to, to sh- be showcasing your skills live on ESPN um, on a
7: huge American audience? I'm more than happy to be showcased on ESPN. I want the world to see this. I want the world to see me become two-time and make history. Nobody's done that in Britain. Nobody's done that. Nobody's done it. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm, I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up. You know what I mean? I'm so fired up. I'm so... I can't wait, I, I want this fight, I want this fight, I want this fight now, I'm ready to go, I'm, tell, I'm telling you now I'm ready to go. What happens to Terence Crawford in three weeks, time? Huh? Terence Crawford's going to get beat, you know, he's going to get beat, it's an elite fighter an elite, fight, a fight in the and, and believe you me, mentally, physically, I'm the bigger man, he's never boxed anything at my size and, and my determination, you know, I, I'm going in there, believe you me, to dethrone this man. Okay, Kel Brook, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Before I do let you go, is there anything you'd like to address, add, get off your chest? I'm ready, what can I say? You know, everyone's got me down as the underdog, but this big dog is going to earn a lot of people, a lot of money through this Covid. Back me, because I'm taking that title back home to Britain.
6: Message for the UK fans as well, who will be tuning in on November 14th, whatever platform, that will be on. We'll find out this Monday. But uh, just a
7: message to, to the fans: I'm going to stick by you. Listen to, to, the, to the fans. You know, I wanted it to be on Sky, and uh, I've made it. I've made sure that your guys are going to see it. There's going to be a platform released maybe Monday where you'll be able to to, to, to get this fight. So, you know, make sure you watch out Monday, and we'll uh, we'll have we'll have a platform there for you to to watch this this massive massive fight. Special one, thank you very
6: much for talking to IFL TV again. Best of luck for the rest of camp. Safe trip to the US. And then, yeah, let's see if you can become two-time world champion and the new.
7: And the new, baby.
4: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial Um. advice on all your debt.